1: College basketball Rorschach test what you see here and how fans processed it became something of a thing this weekend Duke's Kyle Filipowski stormer versus stormy contact versus who initiated contact who's aggrieved who's embellishing we'll talk about it speaking of Rorschach your new Clippers logo dropped. what do you see here
2: Royal Caribbean Cruiser. Exactly. Let's go
1: around the horse. <laughs> <laughs> the compass denotes a simpler, more nautical time. That's what they're trying to tell us here. I mean, this is just Iceberg ahead! Second time in a month we've seen contact on the Court Storm, Caitlin Clark, and now Kyle Filipowski. That it was the two biggest names in sport, Clark and Duke. Maybe goes some way of explaining the polarizing Rorschach response. The latest on Filipowski was carried off, sprained knee. TBD for Wednesday's game versus Louisville. The calls to further punish court storming. Currently, some conferences have a $100,000 fine. ACC does not have any fine at all, or whether it's even possible to stop something if security is already struggling to stop it, or whether to ban it entirely Could mean forfeiture of future games. Let's go around the horn on all that. Frank Isola, first to you.
2: You know, when you think about what tuition is at Wake Forest for all those future doctors and leaders of the world, that's more than enough money to to get extra security when teams like Duke come in. You just make it where you provide enough security. You can't run on the court. You want to suspend kids who run on the court and get them in trouble. Definitely fine. Absolutely. How you can argue? Any? Hang on. How you can argue? any other way. It is a public safety issue. Players are going to get hurt. A player is going to end up hitting a fan one day. It's going to get ugly. And one other thing, let me give credit to the Duke student manager, my buddy, Luke Cloris. I know the family really well. He was the first guy to go in there and to protect the player, which was a great move by him. Not all supermen wear capes. All right, Some are are friends of Frank
1: Isola. I get it. Um, Harry Lyles Jr. on what you saw Saturday.
3: Not only do you got to stay off Frank's lawn, but you got to stay off his basketball court and his football field. Okay, just just want to make <laughs> sure we get all that straight. You, I, all, jokes aside, jokes aside, Frank, I, your val- your argument is very valid, honestly, because of obviously what we saw on Saturday. Yes. However, I am going to defend court storming here mm. because this is part of the fabric that makes college athletics great. Because we are still talking about. College athletics. Yes, we don't see this at the pro level because it is professional basketball. But we are still talking about college athletes and college students here. They are celebrating among their peers. We don't see these sorts of incidents so often to where we are on the show every week talking about how we got a ban mm-hmm. court storm every we, month right now. Are... <laughs> though,
1: yeah, every month right now. Yes, Harry. yes,
3: but but come on now. But I think there are more realistic ways to make this safer as opposed Let's to hear. banning it altogether. I think that you can have real consequences. You can put them up on the video board and say, hey, if you are a student that does this and you make contact with a player or a coach, you are going to get this suspension. You are going to get this fine. If you are a fan, you are going to get detained. You are going to get arrested. It could be those types of things as opposed to trying to keep everybody off the floor, which I think you have a much easier time trying to get guys off than you do trying to keep 1,000 or plus people off. Tim Callishaw,
1: your view of this weekend, and should court storming be banned?
4: I mean, just to let my young friend Harry Morton Lyles Jr. know, this used to happen in professional leagues. Remember seeing Reggie Jackson running off after the World Series, knocking people down as he's trying to get to the dugout? Remember, Havlicek stole the ball, as Johnny Mm -hmm. Moe said. Remember that, Harry? You Remember that? (laughs) (laughs) carry Havlicek off. Yes, if you want to stop it, you can stop it. All these college administrators saying well there's students right. and it's part of the fabric and you know, all I don't remember being part of the fabric when I was matriculating at several colleges <laughs> during the 1970s and it does it doesn't need Y'all to be part games, of it now it's too dangerous I mean this doesn't look to be a serious injury but that will happen or as Frank said, a, a player who's just lost a tough game will take a swing at somebody. I'm not going to blame him for it. There's no reason yep. for this to continue happening, and there's no reason for the ACC not to even be fining teams. I think that helps a little, and even a little is better than nothing. Forty
5: I think this is the first time that we've had the young guns versus the OGs, and I'm going to agree with my college sports brethren, who I'm also twinning with today. Good luck, Harry Lyles, I don't don't want to lose one of the coolest elements of college sports that makes college (laughs) sports what it is, but we have to find a way to regulate this. And I went through this exercise thinking, how do you get a massive crowd of people to do one thing at the same time? You put something over the public address system. You put something on the jumbo. Maybe it is a court storm tracker counter countdown. Give the team a 15-second runoff so all players, coaches, everybody can get safely Mm -hmm. off the court to the bench and back into the locker room before allowing fans to experience one of the coolest things there is about being a college sports fan, whether it's storming a field, whether it's storming a basketball court. You're never going to stop this altogether. You can't put plexiglass around the court. You can't hold people back with a rope. You can regulate it to make it— Shaking his head, safe no. For people go ahead, to do
2: Frank. This. I mean, Courtney and Harry. I spent five years in college. I had a ball. I never once stormed the court or ran on the field. The idea that that's the way that you have fun. And you know what? There's a reason why they protect the goalposts at the end of football games. You know, how many people have been hurt when they jump on the goalposts and they tear it down. Go, Again, it's about safety. Right. You can. You can have fun without running on the field or running on the court. It is. All right, regulators. Stay in your
1: seat. <laughs> Mount up here. One last question. No, nobody's going to say there was embellishment. Nobody's going to say that there was initiated contact here. That was a conversation so, that was going who around. Cares? Tim, please, this weekend.
4: No, I mean, who cares whether he, whether he even stuck his arm out. There's people coming at him. Philip Filipowski has the right, right to do anything he wants to do. And I, and I'm with Frank. I had a, a pretty good time in college without running on the Gregory Gym and Harry, floor.
3: I, I, I will Johnny say more. there are a lot of folks out there that were trying to say that Caitlin Clark was doing that and aren't having that same energy here. Like, oh, you haven't it heard, guys, that? Like, heard that? You, I've heard that. I've heard the same you, energy you, here. You, you, you can't.
1: I've heard no, precisely no. because it was Duke. This is what a Duke does. This is not what a Duke does. I've heard that precisely. I thought because no, it was too polarizing moment, Clark and, and Duke here. I've heard it. Heard it from this panel, in fact. I'm not just living in the Menchies. We'll move on. Combine week. Let's go around the horn there. Marvin Harrison Jr., presumptive top five pick, maybe top two. Now multiple reports. He will not work out, nor do any testing this week at the Combine, nor does it look like he will for Ohio State's Pro Day, and reportedly will not take on an agent for the draft as well.
3: Harry Lyles Jr., how do you consider that route for Harrison? Honestly, I, we gotta look at this from a very realistic standpoint. I, I think people would be having a different conversation. I'm sorry to use that word, but just being honest here, if he was a quarterback, because he is undeniably one of the two best players in this draft. Take your pick a quarterback, it'd be Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, and this guy. Like he is his dad, he has his dad skills in Calvin Johnson's body. If I am Marvin Harrison, you could go to the combine, let him take your height, let him take your weight, and you know. Keep thumbnails in your pocket. Keep DVDs, because I'm sure some NFL teams are still using those. Give them the tape of the game of y'all in the Peach Bowl in 2022 against the University of Georgia and say, here's me playing an NFL defense. Have at it if you want. If him not participating is going to turn some teams off, by all means. But he has put more than enough on tape to where I feel like he could do whatever he wants to do or not do at the NFL combine. Marty Cronin, your read on it.
5: Speaking of 2022, that was the season that Marvin Harrison Jr. told people after the season that he played through an ankle injury all year. If you're going to use a high draft pick on him, whether he, you know, two, three, four, wherever it is, teams are going to want to know he's durable. And that's the entire point of the combine. It's not to watch guys run a 40-yard dash, three-cone drill, whatever else they do with the workouts. It's to find the medical and have all 32 teams in one place to do that. The only way that teams are going to get that information potentially is to schedule private pro days, which may or may not happen if the prospect doesn't agree to do those. But at this point, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to go so high, he has nothing to gain by giving this information for letting NFL teams poke mm, and prod okay, him and I potentially see. find something that might not have been there before uh, by going to Indianapolis. Like The tape speaks for itself. He will go as a very high draft pick. Shaw?
4: You know, once we get past Caleb Williams, whether the Bears take him or the Bears trade the rights... To the first pick, I think everybody else is guessing with quarterbacks, trying to say, is this guy possibly going to have a better career than Marvin Harrison Jr. and and Marvin has the the years of tape at, at Ohio State at Ohio State to watch. Now at some point, Courtney's right; he's going to have to submit to a little bit of a uh, a medical examination uh, <clears throat> and probably run the forty for his pro day or at some. Mm-hmm. Point between now and April, but I really don't, he's not going to fall out of the top five no matter what he does. He's that kind of receiver.
1: And Frank Isola, your view of Harrison saying, no, I'm not going to do anything right now.
2: I mean, if you're a pro prospect and you're at, say, Villanova, or you're at Pacific or some school, a small school in Texas, you better show up for the combine. You're Marvin Harrison, your dad played in the NFL, you played at Ohio State. I'm sure he has a pretty good sense of where he's going to get drafted. This is for the top of the top, and obviously Marvin Harrison Jr., Falls into that category. He knows exactly where he's not going to go. He knows he's either going top five or top six. That's why he's not. Does it gonna make be the
1: top sense top as a wide receiver? Top five makes sense, Harry Lyles Jr.
3: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. This is a position that it feels not as important as mm-hmm. quarterback, but you have to have a true number one on your team if you want to compete. Courtney. Unless you have Patrick
5: Mahomes. (laughs) Absolutely. You said top five. I could see it potentially top three, top four. The New England Patriots have the third overall pick. Let's say they go get Justin Fields and they trade for him. Then they would have that spot to potentially go get Marvin Harrison Jr. And then, of course, right there at number four, the Arizona Cardinals. They would be a perfect. Sure, but I asked that question. Do any of you
1: know, since the merger, how many wide receivers were taking top five in the NFL draft?
2: Keyshawn Johnson 2. 22. Donnie, we
1: were taken top five in the history of the, the draft. Of and only three that's of that's them right. have turned into mm-hmm. Hall of Famers. Calvin Johnson, Andre Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald. Right. But my Larry question six. is, how many of the 22 that were drafted top five, won a Super Bowl with the team who drafted them? Mm-hmm.
3: Zero. Oh, Zero. One. Zero.
1: We'll be back by ourselves next.
0: Mm the Horn is brought to you by Pronamo Active Shield.
6: What's up, kiddos? I'm Clinton Yates of Around the Horn. Whenever I go to cover games or attend events in Los Angeles, I'm always keeping my eye out for the best-dressed person in the room. I saw Diego Luna at the Andor Red Carpet launch event, Star Wars, folks, and he looked head of state fresh. Now you can also be that person, too, whether you're sitting courtside, attending a fancy dinner, or going to a wedding. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks for way, way less. They start at just $4.99. With Indochino, you can design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, etc. A tailored fit from home. Set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. Look your best this wedding season, at the table, or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code HORN to get 10% off any purchase of 399 dollars or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code HORN.
0: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to Around the Horn coming to you from the Seaport. Brought to you by Patrone. Perfection starts with Patron.
1: Eagles receiver AJ Brown, longtime listener, first-time caller, WIP Radio. I have no problem. I want to be
6: here. Simple as that. I love where I'm at. As simple as that. Next question. I'm not gonna get into me and his relationship uh, on the air, but it's total BS. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't a problem when I was on my six-game, six-game streak. It, it wasn't. It wasn't talking about that then. So they they only started talking about that when we started losing.
1: Courtney Buyercell Brown there.
5: I'm buying that it's a positive sign for gas bag radio hosts, much like myself and I, Sola, that we are still being listened to (laughs) by athletes. This is a throwback to a different era. AJ Brown didn't like the conversation that was happening on WIP, so he picked up the phone (laughs) and called to correct the record. That's great because there's no better way to end speculation than addressing it head on. We saw Justin Fields do this last week when he was asked about unfollowing the Bears on Instagram, why he did it. If Brown wants to end any speculation that he wants to go anywhere, he did it in this interview. I wanna hear it again. Mary Lyles, by herself.
3: I'm, I'm buying that we've got an old-school receiver on our hands, and I'm not talking about playing style. I'm talking about method of getting your message out there. like. He could have gone on Twitter. He could have done something on Instagram and said he picked up what I hope was a landline and called into the (laughs) local radio station and expressed to everybody how he felt. The only thing that could have been perhaps more Philadelphia is if he would have been doing crunches in his driveway doing this. But he mentioned that the people only started talking about this once things started going bad, uh, which is kind of normal. And I think that he'll feel better and the Eagles will feel better if they start winning because that, again, fixes everything.
2: AJ from South Philly, you're on line one. Hey, he is always the source of a lot of controversy because he's so outspoken. He's so emotional. So, yes, he plays that diva position, the wide receiver position. So I think he feels the team falling apart. I think he looks at it. You know what? I think a lot of people are blaming me. I want to get my message out there. I actually like what he did. But clearly, there were problems in Philadelphia which really haven't been addressed yet. Calishaw.
4: You know, I hope he turned his radio down. That's the first rule there. Then, beyond that, I, you know, in, in his case, he needs to be, I, I like the fact that he said we, we, weren't as, we were never that great a team and, and that they were, had problems even when they were 10-1. and Their record was good, their stats weren't. That, that's good, but he's not acknowledging some real problems within the offense, and why does he say, I'm not gonna get into our relationship? Why didn't he say
1: our relationship's great, if it's great? Russell Wilson also on a podcast this week. I Am Athlete with Brandon Marshall. Take a listen to what he said.
6: Whether it's in Denver or somewhere else, I, I hope it's in Denver. You know, I hope I get to finish there. I, I
1: committed there, I wanted to be there. You know, I want to be there. For me, it's about winning, about winning. Over the next five years, I want to win too. Wilson would go further in the rest of the interview, which was over 80 minutes, saying he wants to win a Super Bowl the next two years, each of the next two years, two and two. Buy or sell that, Harry Lyles?
3: Yeah, I'm selling it, and I'm also sort of selling the logic here. Like, he mentioned that he wanted to and wants to do it in Denver, but then also said that he wants to do it somewhere where he's wanted. And it seemed like the Broncos made it pretty clear that they do not want him uh, during the season last year. So none of this makes sense to me, really. He
2: wants to win two in the next two years. He better back up Patrick Mahomes. That's his best chance. I don't
3: know why you would say something like
2: that, that I'm trying to win two more. Just say I still have a lot left. I still have a lot of winning left in me. That's what he should have Tim Kalash, how'd you hear Russell Wilson there?
4: I want to watch the whole 83 minutes of this. I want to see if Brandon Marshall stayed. <laughs> he looks like he's wrapped up in three blankets and there's a fire. right yeah, behind fire side yet, Not bad. <laughs> What's going Worked on? You know, that shouldn't be happening. He's not going to win two Super Bowls, wherever he goes. But he's not going to win two more in the AFC West, for
1: God's sake.
5: I'm selling that it's gonna be in Denver, because did he not just put his house on the market in Denver? Isn't that all the information you you need to know? He probably knows he's headed somewhere else. The good thing about this, though, he walks away with $39 million guaranteed, whether they cut him or not. So he can sign somewhere else, whether it's the Chiefs and Frank's uh, long-shot idea that he'll be Patrick Mahomes' backup or somewhere else, potentially for a veteran minimum deal, because he does already have all that guaranteed money coming to him.
1: Buy or sell three, Kings 123, Clippers 107 last night. Listen to Sacramento fans in LA. Music to our Light ears. the beam is what they're yelling. Wow, the Clippers hope to have a strong home court advantage in their new arena. Today they unveiled what the court would look like and what the uniforms would look like and what the logo will look like. Another look at this logo. They posted a tidy key to tell you all the things that they're doing in this logo. Frank, do you see a Clipper in this logo?
2: It looks like a cruise line. I got to be honest with you, but I like the crest. I think it's smart to rebrand. Good for them. It's good that the logo isn't Kawhi Leonard on crutches. He's out there. Okay,
1: He's been playing as much as anybody in the NBA the last 12 months. Tim Kalashaw.
4: Every time I see it, it's something different. Now it looks like a cat with a hat on, so I'm not sure exactly (laughs) what they're going for with the logo. All the NBA logos confuse me anyway. That's not a good one. That's not a good one.
5: Sources say that the new uniforms that they're going to debut will actually prevent any more injuries from happening, keeping Paul George and Kawhi Leonard Ooh, out of the playoffs, and God, it will prevent means. James Harden from requesting a trade within the next The logo! Month. Answer about what
1: we just oh. saw, Harry Lyles Jr.
3: <laughs> The logo looks like an MLS expansion franchise. <laughs> like, it, I mean, it just, it doesn't do it for me. Like, I'm very happy that they stuck the landing on the uniforms because the ones that they currently wear look like ones that you would throw away. And, you know, you have a movie where there's a basketball scene and we just got to kind of make it look realistic. That's, that's what they've got now. But it's logo. Get the logo yeah, up but, nah, again. Man, what like, are we looking at
1: here? Okay, a cruise ship. I i Pat, see that. Look at it. A, a clipper, by definition, has sails, right? One. I mean, we need we need the sail. Where are the yeah. sails? Yeah. And they're telling me Pat, there's I a compass on. and there's a and that silhouette it's of an oncoming ship is a nod to Sandy. What does that even mean?
3: If you want, you know, if the fans storm the court, you won't be able to see it at all. And then everybody you wants. Know, they don't do that in the NBA, though. Oh.
1: You want to have any oh. anything? Clippers, but hair, hair clippers. Let's do that. that. The players would prefer that, I'm sure. That's it for Kourtney Lyles, it Jolie, Solo, Jordan. My
0: Around the Horn is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone.
1: Patrick Kane's return to Chicago—how raucous was this? His first game against his old team in Chicago, and he scored the overtime game winner. Listen to the cheers from the fans. So you had that, and on the equal and opposite side, you had Doc Rivers' return to Philadelphia for the first time as coach of the Bucks against his old team, and he was booed. Bucks beat the Sixers. Tim, more significant return. Uh, it's got to be Patrick Kane.
4: You can't, you can't beat that scenario, going in all alone, taking your time mm. on an overtime game winner. Mm. Plus, you got a lot of Red Wings fans cheering for you anyway.
2: Right, Guy I think it's Stock River's going back to Philly. It's, it's on brand for them to boo him. But how about Patrick Brevely, who was also returning and called himself the heart and soul of the team? He didn't even play 50 games for the Sixers, and he called himself the heart and soul of the team. Come on now, Pat. It is. Bye. Not true.
1: No debate. I don't even know why I asked the question. Patrick Kane, that was awesome. That was raucous. We had a conversation about best U.S.-born hockey player of all time, and Kane didn't make it into that conversation. He certainly deserves. We'll give the point again to Kelly. Showdown two, a three-way finish at the Atlantic Cup. Look at this. So close, they had to go to a photo finish. Daniel Suarez in the blue 99 car winning it right there over Ryan Blaney and Kyle Bush. final separation was three thousandth of a second the blue one right there I thought white had it no it's the blue one also close this week but not as close Ohio State Michigan State Dale Bonders three at the buzzer lifts the Buckeyes and Oklahoma Oklahoma State their last conference matchup ever McCollum gets Oklahoma the win there Frank Best finish of the weekend.
2: Uh, it has to be Ohio State, and not just because I was watching the game, and not just because I said that's a terrible shot. You have an interim coach. You're winning on the road. That was an unbelievable moment. Give me,
4: uh, give me three wide, three wide at the finish line. Anytime NASCAR desperately needs that sort of thing these days.
1: They just had a boring rain-delayed Daytona Five Hundred. That was the
2: way to finish the
1: race. <laughs> Rain delays are exciting. Three thousandths of a second. That's not a blink of an eye. That is the blink of a blink of a blink of an eye. That is is—that is me losing. Unbelievable. FaceTime. Tim Kalashaw.
4: Oh, thank you, Tony. Peter King announced his retirement. Not many sports writers get to announce, announce their retirement. Usually you just take a small buyout and go out and get out of the way. Peter <laughs> King had a great career, obviously. <laughs> Everybody knows him. Longtime Sports Illustrated football night in America. You didn't know, 41 years ago, not that long, we were both covering the Midwestern City Conference. I had Oklahoma City. He had the Xavier Muskie. Known him since then. Great ride, Peter. Great job.
2: Well done. See you tomorrow. Great at Newsday, too.
4: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers
6: are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this, too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI –